0: Well, here we are, Marina, back on Moonbase Alpha. It's been a while since we last landed here, hasn't it? But they did say that we had to give the Eagle an M.O.T. before the end of the year. I don't know, I, I think she's held up reasonably well over the last few months, hasn't she? Hmm... Well, maybe she does need looking at, especially if we're going to get you back to Marineville for Christmas next week. And Commander Koenig did say he was going to send someone out here as soon as we landed to see what needs to be done. Oh, I wonder who it might be. Uh, Alan Carter, maybe? Or or Maya? Oh, I'd love to see Professor Bergman again. Oh, here they come. Hello, Chris. Uh, Shameen. Oh, um, Hello. Oh, I hate you! Whoa, whoa, calm down, shameen calm down. I, I I promise I'm not an ogre. Oh, you're not that. Well, good. Okay, um, look, I was wondering... Oh, you're a hypocrite! Do you need to sit down? It's okay. <laughs> oh, good. Anyway, I was wondering if maybe you'd like to press the button on the randomizer for me today. Oh, don't touch me! Uh, I'm over here, n- nowhere near you. Um, look, it's just the, the the big red button right there, if you could. It's all right, I understand. <laughs> Uh so are you keeping well? Look, why are you asking me all these questions? I haven't done anything wrong. Oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Right, what episode do we have today? This one's very special. Well, it's um special to certain people. Uh, not one of my personal favourites, but Do you think it's my fault? keep taking the tablets. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, it's uh, not one of my favorites today, but a certain co-host of this podcast is going to be very excited. Here's Space Precinct with Illegal. Well, here we are back with another episode of Space Precinct. Now, there are episodes of each of the Jerry Anderson shows that I love, and there are always at least one or two episodes that I absolutely detest and then there are a handful of episodes across the whole Jerry Anderson canon where whenever I sit down to watch it I always go into it thinking oh no I really don't like this one and then by the end I'm reminded oh yeah actually I kind of do like this there is enough here to enjoy um, and there's very few episodes like that I think the only one I can Immediately point to would be devil's planet from space 1999. It's like every time I go into it. I'm thinking oh No, this is very cheap tacky 50s uh, Planet of the women Nonsense and then actually by the end of thinking no, this is a really good story, so I'd Be interested to see what I make of illegal this time around Ladies and gentlemen, entities- Now uh, when I did my review of Deadline I uh I knew going into it that um, Pike was played by uh, Mr. Richard James, I was just teasing you all by uh, by pretending that I didn't know. This time we'll go in right off the bat and say, yeah, this is Richard playing uh, Creon wrestling manager Chappie Kobana. Uh, I don't think he's doing voice in this one, it sounds sounds like Wayne Forrester, so it probably is. Uh, and I'm sure that Richard will be able to fill us in at the end of this episode with some uh, some interesting uh, trivia and an- anecdotes about this one. Uh, it's always great to read uh, his book um, *Space Precincts Unmasked*, which is a great book anyway. If you haven't uh, haven't got it already, I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, Richard, my my money will be in the post tomorrow, please. Uh, but it's it's a really terrific book, and uh, it's always great to read his thoughts on on the series generally because there isn't much uh, sort of in-depth analysis about Space Precinct as a show overall out there anyway but it's great to read the accounts of someone who was there working on the show and also to read his thoughts on episodes like this where he had a bit more to do than just play Orin Uh, I suppose I should have reread his entry on this episode before I watched it actually, but uh I'm sure he had a lot of fun playing Koban, and if he didn't, I'm sure he will let us know at the end of this randomizer. So the crowd are cheering this fight between uh, Tilden, the Saganian who is currently losing, versus uh, I think his name's Ogri of Elrond. Uh, and I think probably the reason I associate this episode with uh, with me not enjoying it as much is once again we have it's not a nightclub, but it is this sort of. Uh, Party social uh, gathering type thing, uh, similar to to what I was talking about in Deadline. And space precinct nightlife social life scenes are just embarrassing. I think I said before, a, a Demeter City nightclub is where the 80s went to die. And while this is not the worst, because everyone is. Uh, it's supposed to be sort of quite uh, quite well off um there are some really bad fashion decisions and hair hair choices being made here all right then why don't you do what i'm thinking no problem i can walk a straight line okay i do love this joke of uh the tarn using his uh That's his cute. telekinesis now, to levitate himself to so that he doesn't have to walk along the red line to show off how drunk he is. That's a rare uh, and very welcome sort of touch of uh, touch of the show using the alien characters and cultures and abilities that it's set up. Wish we could have had more of that, really. Brogan's going to walk out of shot. And his stunt double is going to be thrown back into shot. Uh, unless that was Ted Shackleford, it might well have been uh, I imagine he was probably up for doing a lot of the action and the running around and uh, chasing people with guns and such. But yeah, now we're having this scene, this chase scene through, uh, through some back streets of Demeter City. And it reminds me of what I was saying during Deadline. And even as I was saying it during Deadline, I had a feeling that I almost instantly regretted it as soon as I said it. I was talking about the street scenes in Demeter City, a how they never really look too realistic because they're so brightly lit and it looks so artificial, but here, this episode, they've really toned the, the lighting down. Obviously, it's, it's taking something. place at night anyway, so that helps, but they did definitely learn something, I think, from the early episodes, episodes like Deadline, like Enforcer, where the streets are just so brightly lit. And I'm sure even at this point, they're not working with a huge amount of set. But they're really making the most of what little they've got. And the lighting definitely helps. Romic's granddad. He was one of Demeter City's first cops. I really like this uh, this subplot with uh, Romek and his uh, granddad. Uh, Zadek. I think his name is. Romek thought he'd show him around to impress him. Oh, well, Slomo's just, just turned up with a floppy disc sticking out of his head. That's so quaint. Uh, the uh, Donut Man castle. Is that why it's called. Slomo? Oh, okay, right. Uh, anyway, yeah, going back to the uh, Romek's granddad uh, subplot. The Orin and Romek stuff in this show, I really love the characters. But when they had to be given, like, a subplot it was never really sort of anything too too impressive much like the slow-mo stuff it was more sort of there for for the kiddies really I think uh, well no actually I suppose even even more for the grown-ups Negative. Uh, but it was rare that they sort of treated them as genuine characters they were just there to be the comic relief so I, yeah I really find this uh, Zedek stuff quite touching throughout this episode <laughs> What's so funny? Lieutenant. Took and Castle are laughing at uh, footage of a donut thief. This is. So? <laughs> what so funny? Again, this is more really good character stuff. It's quite sweet. Uh, What's up then? Well, listen, a, a guy came out of emergency a little while ago. He's got a blast wound to his shoulder. Now, this is the first episode uh, in production order, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, Which shows that Sally is working at... Is it Demeter Memorial Hospital? I think that's right. Or Demeter Uh, City Hospital. I could never figure out which was which. Uh, Up until this point, she had just been Brogan's wife. And she didn't really have any role in the show other than that. And I suppose it makes sense. They don't have a medical oh, sort of officer on the station. So it's kind of handy to have at least a medical consultant that they can refer to. And I think it's a much... to slip on twice. It's a much better role for the character than a wife and mother because uh, I don't think Sally does those jobs particularly well, as we saw in Hate Street. She isn't above just uh, storming out for absolutely no reason. All right. I'll see what I can do. And in the meantime- Haldane and I are going to the hospital. Why don't you two go to the hospital? Again, more lovely banter between, uh, oh, Dempter City Hospital, yeah, that's where we are, between Brogan and Haldane and and Podley. Again, I really, but, but, I really like the cast of this I show. It's it's all very well cast. Right. And with Jerome out. Willis, even even under all the best animatronic best makeup, he is still terrific. Uh, I don't think he gets much to do in this episode acting-wise, but certainly there are several moments during the course of the series where he's like, you know, you're really sort of, yeah, Podly, you're awesome. Shame he didn't get more, really. It's a very close quarters fight scene on the roof of uh, Demeter Hospital here. Not entirely sure it comes off, but it's definitely still an improvement over, over similar things in earlier episodes. And again, we've got so much atmosphere in these nighttime shots—so much, you know, smoke and uh, fog looming around the place. Don't do it, Tilden. Broken. How oh, well done, Sally. If you talk him down but now, you all right? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a, that's a fairly uh, appropriate response to. Uh, to Brogan's wife just blundering in for no reason and ruining her husband's negotiation with children just to go. Look, Rip, that really I'm sums sorry. up how useless she generally is. I mean- All units, do not close on suspect. Repeat. Allow suspect to continue. Copy. It's PA <laughs> Copy Lieutenant. Oh Zadek okay. is lovely. And I think this is sorry, definitely Wayne Forrester doing the yeah, like the character and the voice out, you know. for this. Uh, and he did quite a few characters in this scene, usually in this series, and usually he was dubbing his own characters as well. He provided the voice. And I think there's more than one episode where he appears as a human. Uh, I think Smelter Skelter, Death Watch. Was he a, a coroner or a forensic or something along the line as well? Possibly. This guy's leading us somewhere. Why is he playing hide and seek? Damned if I know. You stay here. I'm going in. Oh, that's great. I'll make sure to tell Sally those are your last words. You're a funny guy, Haldane. <laughs> I do like these characters. I'm sorry, I... I know a lot of people are probably going to look at this show and think, oh, these are bad characters. I have read reviews to that effect where, you know, it's the same nonsense you hear with all of the uh, the live-action shows. Oh, they're, they're puppets without the strings. Uh, cheap joke. And um, I don't okay. see it with this show. I do think there are maybe one or two awkward performances messy, early on. I think, uh, as I said in Deadline, Simone Bendix was First, the main one. But by this point, this back. is about midway through the show, episode 12, I think, both. everyone's really gelled very nicely. The weapon and I'll listen. It's one of the benefits, I think, of uh, watching all this stuff in, in a completely random order. It, it does give you a greater sense of, uh, of how things improved and evolved and changed. <laughs> So now Tilden is uh, recounting the events of his escape from Barna's Club to Rodan and Haldane. And again, I'm looking at these people in the background. Most of them are human. There are very few uh, alien characters in here. But a lot of them have very strange tattoos um, on their chins, on their foreheads. Uh, I mean, there's there's one who looks like he almost has the uh, Chris Barry H on his forehead from uh, from Red Dwarf. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, Tilton just won the fight, and all the. Oh, he's just fallen off the table. Um, all of the extras are sort of hugging and cheering, and, uh, there's this one extra there who was looking for someone to hug, but he didn't have a partner. That was quite sad. Oh, why couldn't they have given him a partner? Poor random guy. Barna still had Nilim, My son. You've got to help me get him back so Bar- Well, have you considered here, right? not having a son? I mean, yes. I've considered it quite a few times and I can see the benefits Hey, Barner You promised me more than this I'm sorry, it was a slow night It's kind of strange uh, looking at Kobana here, head. knowing that that's Richard underneath um, Knowing what his voice sounds like And just not being able to to hear it. Oh, there's no easy way to say this, kid, but... Uh... There's new Jerry Anderson things happening in. all the time. See, it doesn't work yeah, he... if it's not in his voice. Come on, we better be moving. Right. Oh, one of the Creon henchmen that uh, Barna's got there. He's got an insanely small mouth. It looks like he's um puckering up his lips for a kiss. It's quite disturbing. And three. Ooh, Orin and Romek rappelled in through the ceiling. Oh, I have a feeling that uh, that wasn't Richard playing Oren there, actually. I, I remember that from his book quite well. So they've they've raided Barna's club, found nothing, but Grandpa Romek has decided to uh, pay the crime scene, scene a visit, to uh, give them the benefit of his expertise. ...clean out of my head. I thought I it, but now it's gone. Come on. Hey, what are you doing up here anyway? I thought I hit it, but now it's gone clean out of my um, head. And I remember from uh, hey, whichever podcast it was that Wayne Forrester was interviewed on, I think he said that during his time on Space Precinct, that was when he really got into voice acting. And it was a very good, very lucrative decision, I think. Not just for the fact that, I mean, he got to play Captain Scarlet as a result of that, which is just brilliant, but he is. He's giving this character, this Grandpa Zadek, uh, so much what warmth. He's so likable. Oh man, now where'd he go? Here I am. <laughs> So where's the Saganian now? I love this I scene I'll in Podley's office because it—it it is, right, on paper, it is just a better. basic. What? Let's recount the plot this th- thus far: Brogan and Haldane and Podley. It's the right here, the hand 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 fact hand hand that we've got Zadek in here. <laughs> um, playing with Podley's Barner's mementos me playing with a little toy car and the fact that Podley is uh, bad judgment to dribble to immigration. he's encouraging it he's just handing him random bits of memorabilia from his stand by the door it's great fun Co-Barner's Private Supper Club live entertainment oh, that sounds like a hell of an eye hmm. the only thing that's missing is the address where'd you get this? oh uh it was in my pocket hmm well we know that he uh, lifted it from a a rubbish bag, and again it's there is really no reason for this character to be here other than for the subplot, but they're making really good use of him uh, to, to accomplish things that normally would just like hey, 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 hey. i don't know fall into their laps it's uh Orbital. Oh. Matt is that any way to greet a guest in our home so brogan has now bought yeah. uh Tilden home to stay with them. Matt? And his Hi. kids are just staring at him like Where's he's what? something I remarkable so rather than a. Sort of. He's just wearing this crummy old jacket. Are they used to sort of middle aged men? Are they not used to middle aged men? It's like, wow, they're staring at him with such awe. You uh, ever hear of a com call broken? I get this. <laughs> Um, we're going to be using this study uh, as a base of operations. Just for the next um, couple of days, i am going to get this. This is another odd uh, running thread through this show yeah. that uh, uh, Brogan repeatedly brings home various a waifs and strays and uh, other that. assorted people who I don't have, have a home to stay with his family for a while. And end 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 you would end end think that by now, Sally would be prepared for this. They would have... A, a spare bed permanently set up because this happens so frequently. But again, as always with Sally, she acts like it's a huge inconvenience to her and her alone. And she's supposed to be the loving, supportive wife. I don't buy it. Thanks a lot. You can go now. You and me. Well, that's what I'm trying to talk to you about. Excuse me. Officer Took's trying to raise you on calm. That's a rather Fun way to get out of the usual Haldane and Castle uh, banter stuff. Slowmo just rammed Haldane into the uh, rammed into Haldane's backside. It's uh, quite sweet. So long since I felt at peace. You've a wonderful home, Lieutenant. A lovely family. <laughs> um, well, if he has, I've not I've not met them yet. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably not fair of me to keep uh, dissing Brogan's family. He wouldn't approve of that. But. Uh, Ah, uh, he could do better. Emphasise line 8 between 20.3 and 30.6. Oh, see, this is um something that's not unique to... Enhance, please. Oh, there it is. There's that word. There's that word. Um, computers on television, uh, when they have things that's split clear. up into, like, a vector grid. And that yeah, was a really nice that. model shot of oh, um, the warehouse where... The snuff fights are going to be taking place. Lots of beautiful models around the place. Uh, I think I might be looking at the police cruiser from Space Police there. Anyway, uh, yeah, this beautiful model shot, and then Castle tells tells the computer to put up this grid, and suddenly you can't see anything. And then she says that word, enhance. Uh, And that word always works in uh, the 90s computer-related shows. It's quite sweet, but even at the time, it was like, no, this isn't how they work. Hey, what's with the mask? He doesn't want to be wrecking <laughs> That is a really, uh... Cheap way to, to disguise the fact that Tilden has just walked straight past people that he used to work with. And he's just holding this little face mask up on a stick. I mean, you can... All you have to do is walk to the side of him and you can see that that is the guy who escaped from your, your snuff fights just a few nights ago. How thick are these people? We'll take the far away. Anyway, Brogan, Haldane, Castle, Took, and Tilden are now uh, at the snuff fight, but we have a situation. How do we get past the guard? Excuse me, honey. Oh, we will Snog Castle. Why, sure, sure. While Took lures him away it, uh, with her skirt opens ah, the door for them so and uh i can't actually remember why they're going into this room good thinking yeah Ooh. kabuki oh thing. already done the why don't you two try it then oh there's that creon with a very tiny mouth his uh, his mouth is Can smaller than his eyes and i know the creons have got very large so eyes but he just looks like he's making kissy faces at everybody. Your father has really let me down. Uh, well, something I admire about uh, Richard's performance in this show is uh, it's very. Uh, he brings uh, certain physical quirks and characteristics to his performances. Orin is constantly stroking his uh, his hair, and with Barna, he's sort of uh, he keeps touching his chin, stroking his beard. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't dance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Creon with the small mouth is back. He is... I've never noticed this before. How have I not noticed how ridiculous this guy looks? Oh, 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 oh. Who are you? <laughs> as much as I'm not uh, disliking this story as much as I thought it's I would, speak, it's the... the truth. Orin, Romek, Zadek stuff is just brilliant. I wish... Well, part of me wishes he could have come back, but I think maybe less is more in something like this. It worked once, but unless you had a really good reason to bring him back, probably best not to. But there was also a part of me, even at the time when this show was first on, that wanted to see just an Orin and Romek centred episode, if not an entire show around them. They're just so such lovely characters, especially when you pair them up with a third person like that, uh, whether to be the straight man or to be something even sillier than they are, a great fun. It's never explained how um, Barna manages to get people to magically appear in this ring. He just points his, his cane, there's a puff of smoke, and suddenly the person is there in the net. Then he points it again and the net disappears. Uh, there's no, like, teleport transmat type thing hinted at. It, it just happens. I'm not sure why that is. Uh, now Barn is poking Tilden with a, a staff. Uh, working him up into a rage enough to, to to kill Brogan in the snuff fight. And I imagine episodes like this were quite, uh, quite problematic for schedulers because it isn't... There isn't really much on the surface here that would appeal to kids. Obviously kids who've been watching the show for a while will sit and watch this episode because it's another episode of the show they like. But on the surface, it's not really grown up enough to to be just a grown up show. But there's also a bit too much going on. I mean, you don't hear the word snuff. Snuff fights in uh, in many family shows. If he's got the flamestone, Brogan hasn't got a chance we got to find a way to cut the power. So uh, H- Haldane Castle, having been captured, they've escaped their bonds and they're now trying to cut the power to the uh, sort of electrical ring that runs around the, uh, well, the ring, uh, which kills any players thrown out. onto it. And this scene was one of several that um, of um, was... The the well, there are many scenes when this was shown on the BBC that were edited before transmission, edited to remove various bits of violence and horror content. Uh, This scene... Hold it, Haldane. You'll fry. I mean, Haldane's just about to jam a wire coat hanger into an electrical junction box. Um, This entire scene was reshot much later in the production history of the show. I think it was like... It was reshot during one of the uh, two parters. So there's this completely different sequence where instead of uh, ramming the coat hanger into the junction box they just open the panel on the box and that cuts the power uh, slightly odd but then it is a, a fairly odd scene to put into what you're hoping is going to be a family show anyway you know one of your lead characters jams a metal coat hanger into a electrical junction box i'm not surprised they insisted it be reshot uh, anyway so the cavalry is now here uh, Orin and Romek, and presumably some other people. Uh, I don't. We saw lots of cruisers landing, but we never see anybody other than our six main beat cops. Brogan has escaped from the ring. Roman. Oh man, I love this job. With his catchphrase intact. Oh, disappeared. Now we have to go after Barner and Tilden's son Nilim. I've got the boy! Don't believe him! I'm safe! Nilim, Nilim! Nilim! This uh, ending sequence of uh, Barner and Nilim heading down the tunnels being chased by Some Tilden people. and Brogan and Haldane and Castle. Right it's What's it's nice wrong? to see something different. No this underground sewer even. system no. does look what very do convincing. I'm not this sure why there's... In. Is there a bicycle? I uh, no. uh, don't know who's Please. cycling their way around the sewers, but anyway it's not... Uh, don't do it, the chase itself... It's the way, man. You just get lots of different reaction shots of various you people. You but I'm imagining these sewers are probably at least in part a redress of these circular tunnels that I think first appeared on okay? the Talon Princess and the Snake and then were re- repeatedly reused over and over again. I mean, even the Precinct 88 Station House has this network of circular tunnels. Uh, but they've made, they've made a good job of making them look grimy and Sewery here And as for you officer Haldane, I'm a cop from the morning when I put on my badge until I take it off at night Do you understand? I'm a professional (sighs) Mm. Me too. And that's why I'm now going to go home and sniff your dress Uh, That's not me being rude. That is actually what it appears Haldane is going to do He has still got the bottom section of her dress Uh, which he used to uh, insulate himself when he was ramming the coat hanger into the electrical junction box. It's a fairly... uh, It's probably one of the few moments where the, the Castle Haldane thing just slightly crossed the line. So, are we under arrest? No. I'm here to help you find a job. Fill out these forms. Anything you don't understand, ask. Welcome to Demeter City. Yeah, I really like the ending of this episode. That they've... They've helped do some good. They've helped this, uh... This father and son say... Father and son? Father and son stay on in Demeter City and, uh... And find work. So that was illegal. And, uh... uh still not one of my favourites. Still not the worst. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's average. I don't, uh, I still don't like the... The, the look of the Demeter City nightclub thing, I think that is always going to be a problem for me with this show especially the the extras the, the odd tattoos, the strange hair colours but what worked was the uh, Grandpa Romek and uh, and Romek scenes, they were very sweet so yeah, not one of my favourites Um, there are worse episodes. I'm not in a hurry to watch this one again anytime soon, but I wouldn't be too averse to seeing it come up again.